It's time for Breathe Again Magazine, the radio show. A moment of hope, inspiration, and solutions. Listen to real-life testimonies from women and men just like you who have gone from victim to victorious. Sit back, listen, connect in the chat room, and share the show with a friend. Here's your host, author, and motivational speaker, Nicole Cleveland. Thank you for joining us today. My guests are Pastor Lemuel and First Lady Carolyn Eaton. Today's topic is marriage in a pandemic. You know, every day we hear and we read about divorce, separations, and breakups during this pandemic. But what about those that are thriving? Everybody is not divorcing. Listen as my guests share some tips to keep loving on each other and making it through this pandemic still in love. Don't go away. We'll be right back. Pastors Lemuel and First Lady Carolyn Eaton. Hi, how are you? Thank you so much for having us. Absolutely. So listen, you know, all this stuff is going on out here with COVID-19. We, we hear about the marriages that are breaking up, the separations, domestic violence is on the rise. There's so much that's going on in the midst of COVID-19 and people being in the house and not getting along. Pastor Eaton, why do you feel as though um, it's on the rise and continuing to be on the uptick? Okay, so that's a good question. Um, I've been saying all along, COVID-19 is a revealer. It was already there. So now because we can't, they couldn't get out the house and we can't do even normal things that will relieve your, your stress level, it looks like it's on the rise because now you see it more vividly than you did when you could get out the house and do other stuff. So it's not that it wasn't there. It's just that COVID-19 has just magnified it even more. Absolutely. And I know that marriage is near and dear to your hearts, both of you. You do a yearly marriage retreat and you both teach on marriage and you counsel each other. So why is marriage so important and why are you so passionate about marriage? Marriage is very important to us and we're passionate about it because we know that it can work. We know that if any two people love each other and they come together and stay on one accord with some guidance, it can work. And we just, we want to see families work, people stay together, you know, and endure to the end. And we're just very passionate about it because we know it can work if you want it to work. But sometimes it takes tools, the right tools to make it work. Yeah, so... What advice would you give those couples that are, are on the verge of giving up, on the verge of just throwing in the towel, those individuals that are sick of seeing each other? Because that's what I'm hearing. I'm hearing people are, because I ain't married. But what they tell me is <laughs> people <laughs> are sick of seeing each other. And, you know, they're arguing and they're fussing. And, you know, there's so many dilemmas or dynamics that come in to play. And First Lady, I know that, you know, they had to, to love each other in the beginning. They had to want it to work in the beginning. But now, since they're seeing each other every single day, it ain't working. So so why is that? I say what they have to do, they have to reset. Reset mm. from the beginning. Go back to the beginning when you said, I do. And the things that went on when we called the courtship, the things that went on during that time, reset, go back to some of those things because 
life gets in the way. And when life gets in the way, you have all kinds of things come up. And just like with this COVID-19, with this pandemic, it's so many things got in the way that we didn't even know was there, you know? So we have to set back, reset from the beginning, do some things that we would not have normally done because of life things going on and say, hey, you know, we got some issues going on right now. We're not feeling each other the way we used to feel each other. But we're going to set back, we're going to reset, and we're going to do something different. Good advice. Go ahead, I want to piggyback. What it took to get them is what it takes to keep them. Mm, unpack that. So you, you, if, if you were doing date night and rubbing her feet before you got married, now you guys still do date night and rub her feet now that you got married. But they're sick of seeing their feet now. But No, but COVID-19 has got in the way of going back to the roots of what you enjoy. You ain't rubbing no feet right now in COVID-19. <laughs> you worried about other stuff. Okay. So now you got to go back. As, as First Lady said, you got to go back and reset and go back to the things that first got you attracted to each other and then enhance those things even more because you got more pressure on you now. And sometimes yeah. life, you didn't know life had caused you to drift apart until COVID-19 came around now you're not as close as you were it's not because COVID-19 came it's because it just revealed that you weren't as tight as you thought you were right right so you both have kept it together next month you will be celebrating and disclaimer um this these are my pastors uh pastor Lemuel Eaton and first lady Carolyn Eaton so they are my shepherds and they are my coverings but you guys have kept it together you will be celebrating what 19 years next month so yeah. kudos to the both of you. I can truly say that I was there when I when y'all walked down the aisle. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> y'all have kept it together and you see each other every day. You guys both work from home. How do y'all not just like be like, get away from me? <laughs> because it's real. And I know if anything that the both of y'all are real. I know first lady, you are really, really, really real. And so how do y'all not walk over one another? Because that is some of the issues that's taking place right now. So how do you keep it together? To be honest with you, I think it's more him than it is me. Mm -hmm. Because he does so much that he's home that I used to have to do before when he wasn't there, down that he's working from home. I think I can't even, even when I want to get upset, you're like, oh my gosh, you still here? I can't get upset because he didn't fix lunch. He didn't came downstairs, fixed lunch. He didn't got up and made up the bed, you know, and I, not too long ago, I was so concerned because it was talking about he had to go, may have to go back in his office. I was like, oh no, you cannot leave. <laughs> you know, it's like, so I think it comes together as in you sit back and you, you really, you begin to appreciate. We appreciate what we have. So I haven't gotten to that point that I'm like, oh, my gosh, you are still here. When are you leaving? You know, none of that has happened because he has, I think we both have started to appreciate this time, you know, mm -hmm. and to reset and come together, you know, have a moment in the middle of the day that you would not have normally had, you know, because there's lunchtime or it's a break time. So I think we just, wow. we made it. We made it. We made it work. You know, we're making it work. Yeah, that's beautiful. We, we, what about we, you, Pastor? We established friendship before we got married. Mm -hmm. So friendship has grown. So we still like each other. That's after good. 19 years. <laughs> you know, and then you got kids that enhance. 
the whole total experience. I don't know about <laughs> enhanced, but <laughs> they, they they keep it live anyway. How can you get bored? We got kids all around. Um, but we've been friends, so now friendship has built. Some people have not established a friendship before they got married, mm. and now it's showing. And so now you gotta go back to the friendship. We don't mind talking to each other because we were talking to each other before we got mm-hmm. married. You know, so we're still enhancing and then we're telling each other about the day. And then what I'm finding is I'm doing more because now I am sitting down and doing stuff. He said, we don't do this a lot. And so now I'm home. We can do this more. So we're doing out of the box stuff because you can't go out to the movies. You can't go out to dinner. You got to do some other stuff in the house. Hallmark is is lovely in my house. (laughs) (laughs) You know, that was one of the questions I was going to ask you because you can't go to the movies. Not a lot of people are, are going, you know, restaurants are open and they're at 50% capacity, some of them, but still people are not going out to eat. So what are some of the things that couples can do to keep it thriving and keep it alive? You can fix your own dinner. You can, what well, she's been doing lately, and I've been appreciating, she's been finding recipes and we've been trying to different recipes and then at the same time, sitting down and say, let's catch a movie together. Let's sit on the couch and look at a movie together. So you got to find out what's interesting for whatever you two are. Some mm-hmm. some couples may find, hey, we're going to go on and play the PlayStation because they love the games together. Or one might want to get into the game with their spouse. Uh, so you find out what each other are interested in. And then you're not afraid to step into their arena and their area that you may be unfamiliar with. Hallmark wasn't a familiar thing for me. So I had to to jump into that. And then sports wasn't a familiar thing for her. So she had to jump into that arena. But you can't be scared to jump into Mm -hmm. the arena. So it's not too late for if if they're going through and they don't have some things in common. It's not too late to start a friendship. You just got to want to do it. Right. That's the only thing. When we're counseling a couple, if they already want to make it, then half our battle is already won. Because all we have to do is find out what's causing the problem and then give you a solution. However, if I got to make you like each other again, then that's the issue. Because I got to now find help you find the things that cause y'all to love each other once again. So I got to get y'all liking each other again to make you willing to work. But if you already come willing to work, that's half the battle. That's good. That's good. And how does, how does faith play a part in a marriage because I believe that's so important as well. I've always said that it, a marriage is a threesome, so it's God first, and then it's the husband, and then it's the wife. But why is faith so important in a marriage? So the Bible said a threefold cord is difficult to break. And when I'm doing premarital counseling, um, I do like a triangle. I have like a triangle. I have God at the top of the triangle. I have the two people at the bottom of the triangle. If you notice, when you go up the triangle, the closer the two ends get to each other. Mm-hmm. If God is at the top, the closer you two get to God, the closer you get to one another. And so you begin, when you begin to appreciate God, you begin to appreciate your spouse. Mm. When you begin to love God, it causes you to begin to love your spouse. Um, and so as I'm getting closer to God, I can't help but get closer to her because he's causing me to do that. Awesome. Awesome. That's, that's good advice. So what I get from out of this is you got to keep it funky. You got to keep it spicy. You got to, 
you know, That's continue, right. yeah. you gotta continue to be friends and, and do activities because it does not seem like you guys are getting tired of each other in the house. And mm-hmm. so all of the things that, cause you hear all the bad news, you hear all the bad reports all the time, but there are some marriages that are out here and they are thriving. They're not yes. breaking up. They're not divorcing. They do like each other and they do love each other. You know, contrary to what everyone wants other people to believe. So you guys enjoy one another. You are friends. And, and I believe that's what you're saying to the world is to keep it spicy and stay friends and, and continue to have activities. But are you saying that you're not going to have disagreements? You're not saying that. No, you Never waste a good argument. <laughs> Never waste a good argument? Never waste a good argument. A what good argument mean? helps you to discover what you need to work on. So most people don't look at the constructive part of an argument. Why are we having this argument? Am mm-hmm. I right? Is she right? Do I, I mean, sometimes I have to sit back and about the day after the argument, say she's right. And oh, then he's right. <laughs> he's right. <laughs> I'm not. When, um, why waste the argument? Because there was something in the argument that may actually, if I go beyond my emotion and look at what the other person is saying, now, I'm not saying you're going to be able to do that in the heat of the argument. Mm-hmm. And when the argument gets too heated, there's nothing wrong with taking a break and say, we'll come back and discuss this maybe an hour, two hours later when we have calmed down so we can discuss it reasonably. But what caused the argument? Was it something in me and I'm just overreacting? Or is it something that they actually said? that I need to change. So I'm not, let's not waste the argument. Let's use it to build our marriage. That's good. That's good. I never heard of that. The constructive part of the argument and never waste an argument. That's really, really good advice. I'm going to take that into my next marriage. Praise (laughs) God. (laughs) So so first lady, I think I'm going to ask you this question. And it is, what are we doing wrong? What are the women, what are the wives doing wrong that you see that it is a pattern? And it's a common denominator when you're counseling and you, you're talking to women and you're like, this comes up a lot. What would you put your finger on? I may get in trouble for this, but I think a lot of women expect too much out of their spouse without mm. being together with their spouse. But I expect him to do this. But why are you expecting him to do this? And what are you doing that you should expect this? It's like they expect too much out of their spouse. I mean, it's, it's kind of something you have to look at within your marriage. Like, do I, I mean, this is kind of small, but do I expect him to get up and make up the bed every morning? No, I don't expect that. But if he does, it's awesome. Or we get up and we do it together. It's awesome. Some people, they get upset, well, he didn't do this, or he didn't do that. And it's like, well, why are you expecting that when that's not the value of your relationship? You know, mm-hmm. that's not that's what, not what we're living for. I think just some spouses, some women expect just a little bit too much. Not that, like I said, I'm going to get in trouble for it. Not that is you shouldn't expect, but what are you expecting and why are you expecting that when y'all should be together? doing it all together where well, I expect him to take out the trash. Yes, I get it. But if you're able to do it, why not just do it? You know, mm-hmm. little stuff mm-hmm. like that. Little simple things that we make bigger than they have to be because we expect too much. Mm-hmm. For the wrong okay. for the wrong things. That makes sense. 
Got it. It does make sense. What about you, Pastor? Uh, what are the men doing wrong? What's the common denominator in the man? Like when you're talking and you're counseling and there's, you're like, oh, okay, that comes up a lot. So this is what y'all need to work on. I don't think it's a common. I think this is what what we have to realize. There's a book called Men Are Like Waffles and Women Are Like Spaghetti. Awesome book. So as a man, I'm I'm in compartments. Uh, if you look at a waffle, it has little holes in it. Each one is a compartment. So I, com- I compartmentize stuff that I'm doing. Women is a spaghetti, so everything is touching everything. So most men are not um, realizing everything is touching everything. And so the way I need to communicate with her, okay, so you have to understand that everything is touching everything and then make it make sense to yourself. So are we talking about this one or are we talking about that one? There's nothing wrong with asking questions. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. to make it more so I get an understanding so when I get an understanding I'm able to help, help her so I'm not just getting frustrated because she's throwing all this information out, out at me I gotta cipher it and then be able to determine so most men just get frustrated because all the information be thrown at them and they're like and they don't understand it, that their wife is like a spaghetti she's touching everything and so we, we started talking about this and five minutes later we're talking about something else and I'm still stuck on the first thing we talked about and not even with her. So I need to slow it down, get an understanding, and then be able to flow with her. Awesome. Awesome advice. Spaghetti and waffles. Spaghetti and waffles. So look, what advice would you give? Because Breathe Again is a moment of hope, inspiration, and solutions. And so if you had that couple sitting in front of you right now, and they are just on the verge of going their separate ways, what advice would you give them? Because they don't want to go their separate ways, but they just feel as though that there, there's no hope. Yeah, I think there's always hope. The, the thing is, I think what happens is we bite off too much we can uh, too much that we can chew, chew at one time. Mm-hmm. It didn't take overnight to get where you were, so it's not going to take overnight to get back to the place. So if I have a, for example, if I have a couple who's having problems communicating, what I have them do is when they come home, they got to communicate about two things, and it doesn't have to be anything major. Mm-hmm. It can be the, the simplest thing, but all I'm trying to do is teach you how to communicate. Some people are too busy worried about, well, we need to talk about the big things. You haven't learned about talking about anything right now. So let's talk. Let's just talk about something that, that, that has no meaning, that's just crazy. What I read in the paper, in the comment section, what happened at work, they don't really have anything, but I'm just trying to conversate. So that couple has to know, I didn't get in this overnight, so I can't get out of it overnight. But if I put my time in and God is on my side because he loved marriages, mm-hmm. I can get back to the place that I want to get to it even better. And when I look back, I'll be glad that I did it. Awesome. Awesome. Anything else, uh, First Lady? No, I think you pretty much covered it. Awesome. Awesome. So look, you both have a marriage ministry that you've been doing, I believe, 10, 11 years I want you to talk a little bit about your marriage ministry, the retreat that you do each and every year. Um, so tell me a little bit about the, the the retreat that you do every year. I think it's around October or so, right? Right. So we do a, a annual marriage retreat uh, in October where we go about three days um, and couples come and we rent a house out in out of banks. Um, and they come and spend time. So we do one day of, we do one day, one lesson a day, constructive, 
one fun thing a day, constructive, and then free time. And one of the best things are is the men get up each morning and cook breakfast. The women don't have to get up and cook breakfast. So that gives them time to bond. We have a, a women's lounge that First Lady conducts. We have a man cave that I conduct. And so when you don't see something, it's hard to duplicate it. Mm. And when you think you're in it by yourself and nobody else has any problems, you think you you think the person you're with is a problem, so you're trying to get somebody else, not knowing that other couples have the same concerns. So when we get all these couples together, I think last year we had 27 couples. Wow. Three houses, we had 27 couples. And so all of them come together and they're realizing, hey, she looks like me. He looks like me. Maybe it's not bad because she's been through what I've been through. And, and you get to communicate, you spend time together. And so this year, because of COVID-19, of course, we can't have the in-person marriage retreat, but we are going to have uh, what I call a master class in marriage. Uh, November, and we're getting a date together. It's going to be in November, a Friday and a Saturday. But we're going to do a Zoom with uh, those who will come to marriage retreat and all those who want to be a part. Mm-hmm. And so for those of who want that and know more information about it, you can email Lady Eaton at hotmail.com. Send her an email, ask me want to know more about it. She'll send you the information about it. Um, as we're getting it together, it's free. Um, but we do have to register so we know who's going to be participating in the Zoom. Awesome, awesome. Now, how long have you been doing your in-person retreat? Is that 10 or 11 years? I think we're close to more like 12 or 13. Wow, I'm all wrong. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> okay. It, it, it started with two couples, and last last time we had 27. Wow, that, that's awesome. It really is. Where did it come from? What's the background? You guys, you started, you, you got married, and then years later, you decided to start this marriage ministry. But where did it come from? It was birthed out of, we had an in-house Bible study. Well, it was birthed out of that, but it was also birthed out of me. Because I, I my second wife. Okay. The best one, but the second one. Um, okay. But I, there was problems in the first relationship. And so what I did was I didn't know anything. I wasn't taught things. Okay. So when the breakup came, I started I start asking God, there got to be some principles. There got to be some rules. And then I went on a hunt. Everything I could find, I still do it now. Everything I could find, I, I, mean, I read it. Every article, every news uh, broadcast that I heard, focus on the family, whatever. Mm-hmm. And I went after it and started reading it. And then I started seeing some prints happen. And then I come to the realization, as we were doing fine, we come to the realization, there's a whole lot of people out there who don't know stuff. That's and right. there's people who do know stuff, but just need some coaching. And so even in that endeavor, I became a marriage coach. So every marriage can use a coach, although every marriage doesn't need a marriage counselor. Wow. Okay. Okay. Awesome. So what you did was you took um, what you didn't have, and so you decided to give it back. So a lot of times we go through when we are to somebody else what we never had. And so I believe that's exactly what you do. And I believe your, your, your first wife has attended your marriage retreat. Is that correct? Yes. Her and her husband. Came yeah, awesome. marriage retreat. Like two years, yeah. Yeah, came mm-hmm. two in a row. Yeah. That's a blessing. That truly is a blessing. So as we wrap up and as we come to a close, look, I, I sound like I'm doing full steps, 
<laughs> points and a close. <laughs> um, in conclusion, what has been your proudest moment from the marriage retreat? Like you have attended these uh, retreats, you've put them together. Like what has taken place where you have said, that's why I do what I do. What's been your proudest moment? Oh my gosh. I, I have a lot of moments I can share, but you know, but to put it all together is when a couple come to you on the side and they say, thank you so much for talking about that. Thank you so much for teaching us that because we didn't know we needed it so bad. It's like, I don't think a year has failed that a couple one, at least two couples had came and said, thank y'all so much because we either was about to separate or we didn't know this. And this makes so much more sense for our marriage because everybody's marriage is different. Mm -hmm. And those moments there is like, it's the greatest thing. It, we, we put a lot of work into putting this together. And, but when you hear stuff like that, you'd be like, Oh, this was so worth it. So those moments there, like, it's the greatest thing to me. I'd be crying every year. I'm crying about something, you know, like, Oh my God, that was so beautiful because this person, cause sometimes you can just see it on couple faces, mm -hmm. what they're going through. And then when it's all over the end of those, what three or four days, they're like, thank you so much. And then you see them come back the next year, happy awesome. whipping their marriage. Oh, you hear from them throughout the year. Like, Oh my gosh, I can't wait to come back because they just live in using the tools that we taught as a team in their marriage. It's, it's beautiful. That's awesome. What about you, Pastor? It's a lot. I think when a couple comes back and helps another couple, mm. we've had that. Mm -hmm. um, one, it's like you have a a project couple at every marriage retreat. It's like <laughs> okay. it never fails. You know, oh. it's like we're trying to go in one direction, and okay, y'all and took this to another. But when I help one couple that year, and they come back and help another couple and say, yeah. hey, that was us last year. Mm -hmm. We were doing that last year. And we, hey, look what we're doing now. So it, it shows that it works. That motivates you to keep doing it. Mm -hmm. Yeah, that's beautiful. That's absolutely beautiful. I'm going to rent me a husband so I can come to the marriage retreat <laughs> so I figure out what's going on over there in them houses. <laughs> well, that has been our time. Uh, Pastor, First Lady, thank you so much for joining me on today. I believe this is what's needed. Um, there's so marriage is the foundation, you know. God is pleased with marriages and so in marriage and the sanctity of marriage and the covenant of marriage. And so I just commend you both for what you're doing and how you're just keeping it together and how you are being that example. You're being that example for other individuals because the majority of the people in the church are married, like most yeah. of you know, the families in the church are married and so that that is really a testament to the leaders so um kudos to the both of you and thank you for for walking and talking in your purpose any last words no we just thank you um for allowing us you're doing your ministry and by you doing your ministry you allowed us to come and do our ministry so we yes, appreciate you thank you amen thank and it was like a counseling session i should have <laughs> charged people to listen <laughs> because you was doing like a counseling session, but I love y'all. Continue to do what you're doing. I miss y'all when this pandemic and everything, but I miss y'all. And um, I just, I look forward to bigger and better and what God has in store for the ministry and the marriage ministry. Pastor, you want to give a plug for the church? Yes, you can join us on Sunday morning at 10 a.m. Lamb and Lion Worship Center, LWC on our Facebook page. Um, also, is live on YouTube. 
And then on Wednesday nights, we have the Real Talk Real Church at 7.30 p.m. on the same Facebook Live. So come join us. If you want to come in person, 111 East 21st Street, Norfolk, Virginia, come visit us. We'll be see, we'll be social distancing, so you can come on and sit on one side of the pew and somebody sit on the other <laughs> side. <laughs> That's right. Safe. We're going to be safe. I love y'all. Thank you so much for joining me on today. And God bless the both of you. God bless Thank you. Thank you.